Well, in the wake of the preceding events, representatives of all the tribes of Yisrael came to David and Hebron and they said, Behold, we are your bone and your flesh. We're not strangers, we're family. Diplomacy at its best. Even in the past, when Shaul was king over us, you were actually the one who led Israel out to battle and led them in as you were military commander. Although he wasn't an officer, that was Avner, the chief officer, he was a leader. And already back then, Hashem told you, Atatiret Amit Yisrael, you, David, will be the ruler. Um, you'll lead my people Israel and you'll be my ruler over Israel, said Hashem. Fine. Thereafter, all the elders of Israel came to the king, to Hebron, and King David established a covenant with them in Hebron before Hashem, a bilateral agreement. They accepted David's reign, and he granted general amnesty. No actions on old scores, all peace. And thus in Hebron, they anointed David as king over the entire nation of Israel. And this is really where we start referring to David as David Melech Yisrael, David the king of all the Israelites. We now discuss David trying to set up his kingdom, his acts, diplomacy, and locally, etc. Um, so one of the first things he does, or actually the first thing he does, is the removal of a foreign rule from Yerushalayim, which remained a Jebusite, which is one of the seven nations of, that originally inhabited Israel, the Yevusim. Here we go. David was 30 years old when he became king. He reigned for 40 years until his death. That's a significant amount of time. In Hebron, he reigned over Yehuda for seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Yehuda. A total of 40 years and six months. Then, after he had been appointed king over Israel, then, as in back to the beginning of the reign, the king and his men went to Yerushalayim to the Jebusites, inhabitants of the land, demanding they accept sovereignty and relinquish their independence. But he was rebuffed by the representatives. Of the, as he said to David, saying, You will not come here, unless you remove the blind and the lame, the Jebusite idols, saying David will not come here. That's actually the names of the idols. And basically they said you will not come here. These idols said you won't come here. What a name for an idol, huh? So, David captures the fortress, Mitsudat Sion, the city of David, known as the city of David. It obviously gets on the name when David conquers it. Ir David. David said on that day, anyone who smites a Jebusite and does harm to the Tsinor, maybe, the, maybe it means the city's water supply, etc., um, or tower. We're not exactly sure what the translation is. So David said, whoever does that and whoever removes the lame and the blind, that, that false god who David's soul detested, would receive the ju their just reward. Um, he doesn't say what the reward is, but in the another book of the Tanakh, the book of Divrei Hayamim, Chronicles, it says that David, 
announced that the first one to successfully strike a Jebusite would be appointed captain of the Israeli army. And uh, as we'll see, it was Yoav. Yoav succeeded and he became, he assigned a position, even though Yoav had hurt David with his murder of Avner. Therefore, they, the people, would later say a common proverb. The blind and the lame will not come into the house of the king. It refers to the gods, but it also refers to the Jebusites or Canaanites. If the original declaration of the Jebusites referred to actual blind and lame people who were perhaps displayed before David as a show of defiance, then the proverb means that such individuals were unwelcome in his house. However, if it's referring to the king, I mean to the false idols, then that's what its context is as well. David settled in the stronghold, and he called it Ir David. David built around from the Milo, a rampart, or fortress, and inward in the direction of the city. Basically, he was unifying and enlarging the city. Shlomo, his son, continues that work, but David is the one who starts it. Today, you could go to Israel, and you could take tours of some of the excavations of Ir David. David became steadily greater, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. The conquest of Jerusalem dispelled the sense of weakness that had been caused by the presence of a strong foreign enclave in the heart of the land. And this offered incredible legitimacy to David. Now foreign leaders also start acknowledging him. Hiram, the king of Tzor, or Tyre, a distant kingdom in the north, I guess in modern Syria, sent messengers to David, and, and they sent cedarwood, and expert carpenters, and masons of wall stones, and they built a house for David as an expression of friendship. They built a beautiful home for David. It seems that chapter 30 of Tehillim Mizmor Shir Chanukat Habayit David, dedication of the house, may well have been composed on this occasion. When these representatives of the foreign king arrived, David knew that the Lord had set him as king over Israel, and he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. That's God. God had exalted the kingdom. Although Tyre wasn't a large empire, it was a, a significant power, and the fact that they're submitting, or rather being gracious to David, David took as a statement that Hashem was with him.